Welcome to the Wedding Breakroom Podcast, where your favorite Oklahoma wedding professionals hang out, tell stories, and share advice. If you are a wedding professional, this is a great place to learn from your peers. If you are a couple getting married, you'll get an inside look into what it takes to make your day so special. Well, hey guys, today I'm with a very recognizable face, somebody you'd all recognize, and most of you already know him. I am here with Chris Gray. How are you, Chris? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you? I'm doing really good. So um, tell me a little bit about what you do. You're an efficient. So th- tell me tell me what's kind of involved in that. Uh, yeah, I perform the wedding ceremony. Uh, people call me wedding officiant or wedding officiate, whatever yeah. uh, you want to say. But uh, really what I do is just kind of make people feel comfortable during their ceremony and just help them get married. Yeah. So. <laughs> how, how do you make them feel comfortable during the ceremony? Or, I imagine a lot of brides probably are nervous. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So so how do you make them feel comfortable? I love meeting new couples. Uh-huh. You know, I, I usually have my meetings on Sunday afternoons, but as soon as I meet them, I know they're nervous. Yeah. So I just start asking, you know, some simple questions about how's it going? How's the planning going? You got everything done? You need any yeah. help? Um, and really, it's just... Uh, uh, kind of a fun time to get to know them, you know, whenever we first meet and help them feel comfortable. And I, I just always said, I'm going to be myself. Yeah. You know, people can either like me or, or not. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been, been a blessing and very fortunate, you know, that yeah. I've had great couples to be able to visit with. Yeah. And I think they re- probably respond uh, well whenever you just be yourself. Yeah. When, when you're yourself, uh, we've learned that. We just started becoming ourselves and people respond to that. That's right. Uh, if you tried to be somebody or not your couples might see through that and might actually add to how nervous they might be about that. Yeah. And if you're not yourself, you know, the next time you meet with a couple, if you're acting (laughs) a different way, they're going to be like, Hey, who is this guy? Yep, (laughs) That's funny. Um, so how did you, how did you start, get started doing this? I was in the ministry for about 18 years and did a few weddings, you know, while I was in the ministry. But, uh, whenever we moved to our home in Edmond, um, need a little bit of extra cash. Sure. And so I just kind of put something on a, a website just to see what would happen and started getting some requests. Yeah. And then the more vendors that I met, it blew up. <laughs> and so really the last five or six years, it has been absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, it's been wonderful meeting all the people and doing all the, the fun stuff and the weddings. But that's kind of how I got started, and then it's just kind of rolled into something I would have never expected it to be. Yeah. Oh, that you know that happens sometimes with yeah. small businesses. I mean, my own business has gotten to the point where it's like, whoa, I never expected to become this. But it, it, I think as long as you're good at what you do and you have a passion for what you do and you treat people right, right. you'll get to that point of, wow, I never expected to, to come this far. Um, what did you do in the ministry for 18 years? Were you a pastor? Or? Yeah, I okay. actually started out as a preschool minister. Oh, really? Uh, with, with little ones and then moved to uh, children's ministry. Okay. And then the last church that I was at was adult discipleship. Okay, nice. Yeah. And was that here? It was here in the city. Locally. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, so before we... Before we started recording, I was just kind of chatting with you about just, you know, just kind of random things. And you told me a story that like the story is so good. It's so funny (laughs) that I don't like I don't want to risk putting it towards the end of this podcast in case somebody doesn't listen that far or something. They 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 get to where they need to go and they turn their car off and they they forget to listen to the rest of it. So so I want to get this story out and I want you to tell it. Uh, So apparently there is a. A wedding that was about 
supposed to be an hour and a half long. Yeah, you just know, kind of go into it. Yeah, most most couples wanted about a thirty minute or less, but this this couple wanted about an hour and a half and had a lot of songs in there. Um, and at one point during the ceremony, uh, I was supposed to look at the DJ. He was going to click the button and and play uh, music with with someone singing on it. They had words printed out for the the people that were there. And we got to that point in the ceremony, and I looked over to DJ. <laughs> And he pushed the button, but there was no voice, no music or anything. And so I just started singing and no one joined in. <laughs> and so I broke out in a complete sweat. I mean, I was drenched. There was sweat dripping on the on my uh, paper. And uh, for about 30 seconds, I was just wondering what in the world is going to happen. <laughs> and finally, uh, I think one of the, I think it was the bride, she started singing. Really? And so it, it helped me a little bit, but I, it just blew the whole ceremony apart. I think that was probably about 45 minutes into it. Oh, wow. And so the whole rest of the ceremony, I uh, was I was still professional, yeah. you know, still remember what I was supposed to do, but I was a little bit off my game. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, I, I called my wife, I called a friend that, who's a singer and just told them, you know, kind of what <laughs> happened. They were like, you know that song, you should have just kept on going with it. But I, I'm definitely not a singer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did, could you tell like the awkwardness of it when you're doing it? Was the bride and groom looking at you strange or what was, what was your response of the, the, uh, the friends and family out in the, the, they looked at each other, the couple did, and <laughs> like everything was normal. I mean, really? I guess I was doing a good job singing. I don't think <laughs> I was, but uh, then they just finally looked at and realized no, no one was singing. And so they finally joined in and made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Know. But that yeah. is that's hilarious. Oh. I, I just I wish I was that DJ. I would I would I would uh, be willing to to take the hit of not playing the right song or not playing the yeah. song like on a review or something. Oh, the DJ didn't play the right song or he didn't play the song at all. I would be willing to take that kind of negative review on my website if it gave me the opportunity to see this whole thing happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the things I talk with couples about as we're talking about their ceremony, I, if they have songs and stuff in there, I just make sure I'm not singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, that's what we do is we sing, oh, yeah. you know, we, we do a lot of that. So I'm, I'm sitting here just trying to, to picture an efficient doing this and um, it's just, it's just funny. Will you sing the song? What what song was it? Do you I don't, it was an old hymn. I don't even remember which old hymn it was. Okay. But well, I won't make you sing it for uh, us on thank the you. podcast. Thank you. I, I appreciate I that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, uh, with being an efficient, I, I don't know much about that world, mm -hmm. except for I see it at every wedding we do, so I see what's going on. But what are some things that maybe some misconceptions that couples might have about uh, hiring a wedding efficient? Do you uh, do you have anything like that, like any kind of misconceptions that people yeah, have? Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of couples have a family friend or uh, maybe a, a pastor or, or someone to do their ceremony. That's great. I yeah. love it when couples have that. Uh, but then every once in a while, you know, couples want a professional um, and somebody that's going to be uh, able to communicate pretty quick and, you know, make it make it all about them and their ceremony. I've, I've been to a lot of weddings where, um, you know, couples are standing up there and maybe the pastor or the officiant is, is talking and uh, jokes or whatever he's, he's saying a story and the couple's just kind of looking at each other going, <laughs> what in the heck is he going to say next? Yeah. You know, so I always want couples to feel comfortable. Whenever we have our pre-wedding meeting, I usually sit down with a couple about three or four months, you know, before the ceremony. 
uh, we'll just meet at a coffee shop or something and just talk about their ceremony. I've got some samples that I'll usually give couples yeah, just to kind of get the wheels to turn in to see what they'd like. And, um, you know, I always tell the couples the last thing, you know, whatever we come up with for the wording for yeah. your ceremony, I'll, I'll stick to that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get off base. I, I don't ever want them to be surprised about, you know, something that might happen during the ceremony. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I know outside ceremonies, bird flies by, <laughs> train comes by, airplane or whatever like that. Yeah. But I want them to be uh, not surprised about what I might say. Yeah. You know, during yeah, the ceremony. Absolutely. And so you mentioned something that kind of is uh, make me think about some. You said some people hire their friend or their pastor and there's really nothing wrong with that oh, as yeah. far I mean especially if it's a pastor because he's already used to speaking in front of people and he kind of knows the do's and don'ts on that uh, but then you mentioned some people want to hire a professional and so what makes for I'll give you kind of a quick example in my industry when you think of a professional DJ or professional musician, you think of somebody who owns the music to, to the songs that they're going to play. They're, they're not getting it from an illegal source. They're not afraid to do a smooth flowing transition in the reception using the microphone. They don't just make announcements behind right. the DJ booth to, to a crowd that's not even listening. So there's a lot of things going to a professional DJ that you would that you would want as opposed to having like a friend or a family member DJ your wedding. So you using that same thing that I'm talking about with DJs, what are some things about efficiency or like that? Let's say they hire their friend instead of a professional. Uh, and again, sometimes that could be okay if they hire a friend right. or a pastor. We're not necessarily saying that's like the, the wrong thing to do, but what comes with a professional efficient? Probably the biggest thing would be uh, just consistency during the ceremony. Yeah. Um, no, no breaks. What I consider, you know, stopping thinking in your head. What am I going to say next? Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. Um, I think you got you, you got a one time shot, <laughs> you know, yeah. with the wedding ceremony. And so, really, when couples think about the wedding ceremony, they want everything to go perfect. I think most couples are looking towards the reception anyway. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, they, I think so. They want to go have fun and and get with their friends. But that 30 minutes during the ceremony, things sometimes uh, couples want them, you know, pretty serious or they may want it laid back. Uh, I've had some hilarious couples, you know, <laughs> that wrote their own vows and uh, just had me in stitches up there. <laughs> but it, it, I think it's just a experience and knowing to do what the couples want in yeah. their ceremony and they know that you're going to do that. Yeah. And so, and then just consistency, you know, during that ceremony of not, no breaks, no kind of lost your thoughts, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed with officiants like friends or family who do the officiating is I always go up to them uh, if I get an opportunity because I, I usually give them the lapel microphone and I tell them while they're while they're putting it up, if they mention to me that they're new at it or this is their first wedding or they haven't been doing it very long, uh, I never just go into giving them advice right. if it's not asked for. But um, when they say that this is their first one, I will say is can I give you one piece of advice? And they're they're always like, yes, absolutely, give me whatever you got. Yeah. And I don't have much advice because I'm not an official. <laughs> I've never done that. However, I always tell them once. Uh, well, let me let me kind of rephrase this. I always tell them, don't forget to let the people know 
that they can sit down yeah. Oh, yeah. because that happens so much. I'll be at a wedding and they've already, you know, done the, who gives this bride and whatever they're standing up there. And then he starts going into scripture reading and all this. And then, you know, 20 minutes into it, if you know, if, or, or 15, 10 minutes into it, everybody's still standing. Yeah. Uh, and there's been times like I've walked back behind everybody and tried to, I mean, I know the podcast listeners can't see what I'm doing now, but I, I'm kind of using my hands and, and pushing them down <laughs> to, to try to get the efficient attention of, Hey, have your people sit down. Uh, and that's like one of the biggest things that I see in officiants who are doing it for the first time. And that's the only piece of advice I know to give them because I don't, I don't know anything else yeah, about that's that a, world. That's a big thing. And I hear that all the time too. Yeah. I, um, there's two or three funny things that usually happen during a ceremony. Um, usually with the flower girl, the ring bearer, but um, then couples not sitting down, you know, but that's one of the things, as soon as that bride gets up there and stops with her dad or brother or whoever's giving her away, um, you know, I, that's the point where you ask him to sit down. Yeah. But uh, I've had some dads come up and be so nervous. They'll just <laughs> walk their daughter up and cruise to the seat. <laughs> <Really? laughs> yeah. Or I've had some uh, grooms that, you know, they're pretty nervous. And as soon as the bride gets down there, they'll go and get her. So I usually, you know, maybe during the rehearsal or at some point, I'll just tell the groom, you just stay by me. Yeah. Don't move <laughs> until I pat you on the back. And then, yeah. you know, if dad ends up uh, trying to leave the bride too early, you know, I'll, hey, dad, this is a pretty important time. We're going to let <laughs> yeah. you give your daughter away. So yeah. hang on just a second. <laughs> you know, and that's that's kind of, you know, getting back to the professional thing. Yeah. That's, that's what a professional knows to do is whenever those odd things happen during a ceremony, he knows how to take care or he or she knows yeah. how to take care of it Yeah, uh, and just kind of transition from it so that it doesn't become a, a huge point yeah. or deal, I guess, during the ceremony. Yeah. It, it, you kind of help some of those what would be awkward moments right. turn into not awkward moments at all because you've been there. You know what to do in those situations. You know the you know the conversations to have with these people beforehand and then right. you kinda know how to think on your feet if it's happening, you know, live at the ceremony. You yeah. can kinda turn that around and make it not as awkward. So. Another another funny thing that happens quite a bit is the rings get dropped. You <laughs> know, by either the the bride, uh, the maid of honor or the the best man. I had I had one one time it's wood floors. Yeah. The uh, best man handed the rings to the groom. He's supposed to hand them to me, but he handed them to the groom and dropped uh, the groom's <laughs> ring, and it rolled all the way, all the way to the back uh, <laughs> pew. <laughs> we were in a, a church setting, and uh, I actually just had to stop and, it, hey, whoever's got that ring, would you mind just bringing it up <laughs> for a second? And that so is funny. That, you know, that's one of the, and it was a pretty laid back couple. They, yeah. they had a fun time with it. But yeah, you know, being a professional, you try to make those awkward moments seem normal. Yeah. You know, if, if you can. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's with DJing too. I mean, that's yeah. a big part of what we do is because they're a wedding reception, especially could be full of awkward moments. Oh, you bet. Um, but, uh, this kind of, I mean, I don't mean to get into like why you should hire a professional DJ, but you're right. I mean, ceremony has awkward moments and the officiant is the one who can prevent those or at least make them not as noticeable, just like at a reception. There's lots of awkward moments, but if you hire the right entertainment company, the right person to handle that, right. um, people aren't going to recognize those awkward moments. And that that's probably the number one thing, why, why to hire a professional. And yeah. all those different segments of your wedding day, Yeah, you know, if you have a professional, they're going to be able to take care of those moments where... It seems awkward to us, yeah. but it's not going to seem awkward to everyone else. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, do you have any story? Have has I've seen this a few times at weddings. I was going to see if you have seen this or have any anything else to add to this. But I've seen whenever they would ask for the ring, since we were talking about the ring, that ring rolling, um, to where the best man who has this ring would reach into his pocket. Then he'd start acting confused. Yeah. He'd start looking around. <laughs> then he'd start reaching, looking in his other pockets. and Payback time. <laughs> <laughs> so far, every time I've seen that, it's only been a joke. But has anything like that happened to where it's like it really was real? He couldn't find it? or One time. Really? One time. We were in a smaller venue, and the you know I did I thought the the best man was joking. And he wasn't. <laughs> he looked at me with those dead serious oh, eyes man. like, I'm... I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just uh, kind of transitioned. I just, he didn't have far to walk to yeah. go get him. So I said, uh, hey, if you wouldn't mind, just go into the room and, and get the rings. <laughs> and, you know, he was like, I'll be right back. And <laughs> it was uh, probably about, I don't know, it probably took, took him about 10 seconds because yeah. the, the room wasn't very far. Uh, and then he just brought those back and, you know, we kind of went in for the rest of the ceremony. But yeah, I have, I've had that happen one time. And that's one of the things I do when we line up getting ready to, to go in, uh, to walk down, I'll check. Yeah. I've learned through experience, ask whoever I know is supposed to have the rings. That's, that'll kind of be the last question that I ask. Who, yeah. Do you have the ring? Do you have the ring? And, <laughs> and sometimes I even want to see it. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Some of those things, like I said, that every time I've seen it, it's always been a joke. I've not right. yet seen it as a real thing. Um, uh, but there, there's one wedding I did. I believe uh, John Snelson was the officiant. He did a really cool thing. The, uh, the, the bridesmaid or the maid of honor dropped the ring. Oh no! And they like we really couldn't find it. All oh, the, no. all the bridesmaids were around looking in the grass. Um, but what I liked about that was uh, John at that time he he actually used it as an opportunity to he kind of turned it into a not so awkward moment. Right. Like he kind of just turned it into a, a little thing to where it kept the the friends and family. I'm not going to necessarily say entertained, right. but it kept them for being so distracted by that ring that all the all the others were looking Good. for so that's the closest i've ever come to oh, no. to something like that is the they did drop the ring it fell in the grass and then they never found it well they never found it during the ceremony i should right. say they did find it uh after the ceremony everybody went over to that area and started looking oh. looking for it and um so what they did is i believe somebody in one of the first two rows just gave like handed a ring to them so they actually used somebody's ring wow in the you know one of the friends or family's rings and they just used that that's cool like wow that's uh so that's close somebody I've stepped seen. up they knew what to do pretty <laughs> yeah, quick yeah they knew what to do pretty quick so um so one thing i was told to ask you to to be sure and ask you is about your fashion mm -hmm. because uh I was told that you're the best dressed man <laughs> in the industry, and I believe it because I've seen you enough to where I've seen how you dress. It's like, wow, I thought I was dressed nice, but look at Chris Gray. Uh, so tell me about your fashion. What goes into that? You're the well, same. I'll tell you what. I had uh, the first few years that I started doing weddings, I had one suit. Oh, really? One suit. And I would get it dry cleaned about every two or three uh, weddings. And a couple of years ago, I had heard uh, from one of my grooms, just a great place uh, called The Wardrobe yeah. down by Quell Springs Mall. And so I decided to go there. I walked in. I said, uh, hey, I'm a wedding officiant. 
uh, old white guy. <laughs> I do a ton of weddings a year. I need some new suits. And so the young guy that was there hooked me up with a couple suits. Um, I told him one of them needs to be inside my box and one of them outside my box, oh, my comfort wow. zone. And so I got a couple suits. One of them was way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> but uh, every time I wore that suit, I got some compliments. Really? And so the more I went back to the wardrobe and talked to Rohit, well, I call him Ro, uh, he just hooked me up with different suits. He knows my style yeah. now. He's kind of made my style, <laughs> yeah. honestly. And so he knows kind of what looks good. And I actually got some custom shirts made and some other suits this past year. And so now I've got, I think it's about six different suits yeah. and combinations that I wear. But it's been, I, I'm an old white guy. <laughs> I, I don't know how to dress. So I actually text him sometimes pictures of really? my tie <laughs> or what I'm wearing. Yeah. And he'll tell me, he'll say, no, put on that other tie you got or, or wear these shoes or, or whatever, hanky, yeah. you know, in the pocket. Um, but it, by no means is it something that I picked. Yeah, he's he helped me out. Okay, so uh, but yeah, it's been it's been kind of cool. I get all the compliments and stuff, <laughs> and I'm like, look, I didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he the whole reason he started that place was uh, he was tired of people paying uh, two two fifty three hundred bucks for renting a suit. Oh really? And so most of his suits are around that. Really? So it's been two hundred. Yeah. So I've been, I, I, I need a new suit. I've been wearing pretty much the same one for years. Uh, I do take it into the dry cleaning, yeah. so it definitely gets cleaned. Uh, I have a gray suit. Um, then I stopped and I got a York bar after a, 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 a wedding one time. And oh, I got no. the chocolate smudged on it. Oh, I was no. like, oh, man. So I don't know. I don't know if that can come out. But uh, then I, I, I got... Um, I have a dark gray suit. I walked into a suit place and I said, I'm looking for a new black suit. And they just handed me a random jacket to, to, to check my size. They're like, hey, I know this isn't what you're looking for, but just put this on so we can kind of figure out what size you are. Right. And so I put it on and I loved it then. Like I was like, man. And I said, just give me the rest of this one. Like I'll take this one. And then after I got it back from the tailors and I put it on, I was like, I don't like this near as much as my black suit. And so now I'm in the market again for a new black suit because that's what I really need. I love, I love black suits. And, uh, so that being said, I know what I said just doesn't interest the listener much, but what I want to know is tell me again, the name of that place. Uh, it's the wardrobe War OKC. I think that that's what they are on okay. like Instagram and stuff. Okay. But yeah. Rohit is the guy's name. Right. Um, he's great. Whenever I walk in there, you know, he's, it's almost like Cheers. I, I know <laughs> younger people won't know the show Cheers, but whenever you walked in there, or Norm walked in yeah. there, Norm. Uh, so whenever I walk in there, Chris, what's up? <laughs> you know, what do you nice. need this time? Awesome. So, and that's uh, wardrobe. Where's that located at? Uh, it is on the uh, east side of Quill Springs Mall. Okay. Right there. Perfect. Uh, I think that's Memorial and Penn. Okay. Something awesome. like that. Yeah. I may, I may stop in there because... I'm in a market for a new suit. Yeah, so. uh, for all those sports fans out there, he's the one that did Kyler Murray's oh, really? suits for the Heisman Trophy and oh, wow. uh, the other things that he's awesome. been wearing for. Um, was there anything else uh, that you want to talk about as far as uh, being an efficient or 
um, just anything like that. I mean, I, I, I kind of just want to give you the floor for a little yeah. bit. Is it like you, maybe any challenges or any advice that you'd have for couples or advice for other wedding vendors? Um, do you prefer uh, them to kind of come and touch base with you first or just kind of talk to me about that? What's some things that maybe some people don't think about that uh, that they should think about when it comes to how to communicate with the officiant and what flows best? Yeah, most of my requests either come from vendors that I know Okay. Um, coordinators, or they'll come through. I do some promo sites on a website called Wedding Wire, uh, but yep. I get a lot of Facebook messages, a lot of emails. My wife does my uh, website. Oh, okay. So they can contact me that that way. Usually, as soon as a couple contacts me, I'll just kind of send them an I- initial email, uh, tell them on a price, and then uh, once booked, you know, we'll find a time just to sit down and visit for thirty, forty-five minutes. It's a great time to be able to meet them and for them to meet me. Yeah. I know there's videos and reviews and stuff like that that I have, but it's nothing like a face-to-face yeah. you know, for that 30 or 40 minutes. And then usually whenever we sit down and visit, we just talk about things that they might like yeah. in their ceremony. And it's uh, because most couples don't have an idea of <laughs> even what goes into the ceremony. Yeah, uh, They're already nervous. They don't know kind of how to plan it. So I'll usually just give them lots of ideas. Nothing has to be planned or uh, decided yeah. that day whenever we meet. Usually I'll try to get everything by the week before. Yeah. But it's a great time. I'll just, you know, I've got some sample ceremonies that I'll give them and just tell them mix and match. If they find something on Pinterest, if they've got a cool story <laughs> of how they met or oh, maybe yeah. something nobody knows in the crowd, just kind of give me some notes, a synopsis of it, and I'll just kind of write it up yeah. and get it in the ceremony. And then, you know, a lot of couples like to write their own vows. Uh, which is great. I know it's hard. (laughs) Oh man. I see so many couples that they want to write their own vows and share them, Mm. but, uh, it's really hard for them to kind of get through that, but they make it most of the time. That, and then I really have some shy couples. They don't want to say anything <laughs> during the ceremony. Yeah. And so I'll kind of adjust the ceremony to where all they really need to do is just say, I do, you yeah. know, or I will. Um, and sometimes we'll even incorporate, you know, the wedding vows in with the, with the rings, yeah. you know, I call them the wedding ring vows, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, usually from that point on that I meet with the couple to their wedding date, it's mostly just communication between email. Yeah. or a phone call or a text. One of the things that I've learned is stay in contact. You uh, know, let them know I care. Yep. I, I want them to feel comfortable. I always tell a couple that I want my part to be the least amount of stress. Uh, yes. uh, so that's usually why I try to keep it to one or two meetings before, because I know they're meeting with all the other vendors and mm-hmm. trying to st- decide on colors and, and all that kind of stuff. And usually the next time that I see them will be at the rehearsal. Yeah. And so... Sometimes it's a year in between my pre-wedding meeting, and sometimes it may be a week. Oh, wow. Uh, so next time I'll see them be the rehearsal, and then next day the wedding. And usually I'll, you know, I, use, I like to get there a little bit early just yeah. to kind of plan for stuff that you never know might what happen yeah. or what might happen. Um, but usually as soon as I get there, I'll come find the, or go find the groom, let yeah. him know I'm there, coordinator, let him know I'm there. Uh, I'll knock on the door at the bride's room and just, you know, I know they're probably dressing or whatever, but I'll just say, hey, tell her I'm here. Yeah. And then one of the last things that I do before we start lining up is just go meet with the bride. Okay. I've learned through experience, just visit with her one more time Mm because we're not starting without the bride. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually just kind of a comforting uh, thing with the couple. Yeah. Just to visit with them. But 
and then you know we get the ceremony over and then I'll hang out until we get the license signed and uh, we do a lot of my wife and I do a lot of premarital counseling here at the house and so those oh, okay. couples that we do here at the house we're usually there a okay. long time um, I don't so, they, so they get to come to your house. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was the only special one. No, we're no. at your house right now, actually. And I, we love people. So I don't feel especially. Yeah, yeah, we love people uh, coming to the house. <laughs> Usually, the very last meeting that we have with a couple, we have dinner. Oh, really? Yeah. We wow. just grill some chicken, and uh, the wife will make some vegetables and stuff, and it's a great time for us just to kind of visit. And of course, we let couples have us or ask us any questions. Yeah. You know that they might have. We always say there's no off-limit questions. Yeah. Um, we had a mentoring couple in our life, and so we want to be that for other couples. Absolutely. We're coming up on 30 years, and uh, Valerie and I, you know, every year we're like, how in the heck did we make it another year? But it's one of the things that we love to do yeah. with couples, and we always tell the couples, we're here till we're, till we're gone. Yeah. You know, we're always a phone call away, and so that's kind of been cool. Have you ever had that happen? Have you ever had a somebody you have married yeah. uh, contact you after the wedding we have. for some reason or another? We have. Oh. Uh, it's been it's been nice. Yeah. Um, we stay in touch with our couples, watch them have kids. Yeah. It makes us feel old. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but we get, I, you know, social media is great. Yeah. You know, back in my day, you only had the phone call. Yeah. You know, yep. on the wall, the phone's on the wall, but. Uh, it's been great to watch our couples have kids and grow older, new jobs yeah. and, and stuff like that. And so we still get to talk with them through social media and visit with them. And I'll tell you what, it's it's been kind of a blessing because those couples refer me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I so I've got several families where I've done all three of the daughters' yep. weddings. And um, I just did uh, a mother of of a bride. Really? So a little, they were a little bit older. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it's just f helping couples feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, letting them know, hey, this is your day. It's not my day. Yep. Whatever I can do to make it special for you. You know, let's include whatever you want in there. Um, even if you don't know where it goes. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of figure out, you know, where it needs to go in the ceremony. Yeah, and that, that's a perfect thing about, again, kind of going back to hiring a professional is you said something that actually relates a lot of to what we do, and it's the same thing as a lot of times before a couple books me or even right after they book me, I'll say, what kind of vision do you have for yeah. your uh, for your ceremony music and your reception music? And, and usually they don't have one, so I'm there to kind of help them craft it. And it sounds like it's the same with you. I mean, right. it sounds like a lot of these couples, they don't really have a vision. They don't, I mean, they, they may have thought about what songs they want to walk down to the aisle to, um, or or not. I've sometimes gotten that information <laughs> a day before the wedding. It's like, my goodness. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they may not have really thought about a ceremony and, and what kind of vision they have for it. I mean, I know I've seen some that are on the more humorous side. I've seen some that are on the more serious side. I've seen some that are very religious. Right. Uh, those are usually the ones where at the reception, everybody's drunk and, and yeah. dancing. <laughs> I, I've kind of found that, that the more religious the ceremony, like I'd be sitting at a ceremony being like, man, these guys, I mean, by the way they're talking, by the way they're, they're praying every few minutes, right. by the way the, the officiant is using religious language, these people probably work at a church or as a, an assistant pastor mm -hmm. or something, but then I'm always wrong whenever I think <laughs> that because it's, it's like just the opposite at, right. their, at their reception. I'm like, is this the same couple who has who's, uh, used so much religious or Christ-like language? Yeah. Um, 
at their ceremony. So it's just kind of humorous sometimes. My pastor talks to me about that sometimes. Yeah. It kind of blows him away. I'll be like, yeah, some of these ceremonies are like very, very uh, focused on Christ and the, the, right. their their relationship with God. And, and, and I have found that those are usually the wildest <laughs> receptions when it comes to music, dancing, and drinking. So yeah. uh, it's just kind of funny that I've found that. But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, you kind of help craft that vision if they don't have a vision just because of the experience that you Right, have. and I, uh, you know, I do non-religious and religious ceremonies. Yeah. Even though I was in the ministry, I kind of have a different turn on it. Uh-huh. On, on the wedding ceremony, you know, a lot of pastors, I've, I've had a lot of people come to me and just say their pastor's not going to do it because oh, maybe they're living together or uh, okay. they have a okay. kid together already. Um, my, my, one of my number one visions is, you know, to help the f- couple feel comfortable, but I also want them to be prepared for the future yeah. in having someone to turn to in case something goes up, you know, a couple's going to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Who, you know, whoever does it. Yeah. But if I can build a relationship with that couple or my wife and I can build a relationship with that couple, man, that's ministry right there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so we even do premarriage counseling with uh, non-religious couples, but you know, your marriage has got to be based on something. Yeah. And so that, you know, that gives us an opportunity whenever we get to that part in our, our sessions, uh, to share our uh, what our marriage is based on. Yeah, um, we we just went to uh, Candace out at Broken Horns. Had a great idea a couple months ago. A large group pre-marriage conference oh. approached me, uh, asked me if I wanted to do it. I said, "Heck yeah, yeah that sounds <laughs> exciting." Yeah. We're used to one couple in our deal, but <laughs> I think she had twenty six couples out there. Wow! And so it was a great time. We were my wife and I were a little nervous, you know, but. Yeah. We had a wonderful time meeting with those couples. I think nine of my couples were there that I was going to be oh, doing cool. in the future, their wedding. And so it was a great time just to kind of go through the questions that we do. The The funny thing was we invited each couple or each person to write a question. Down. Oh, really? And so during the breaks, um, we would uh, pull them out of a hat and answer those <laughs> questions. And so there were some funny ones. There were some really serious ones. Do you remember any of the funny ones? Uh I, I don't often. No, okay. Yeah, I I don't even remember. It, that was kind of a blur that day. Yeah. Just because we were answering so many questions and kind of doing something new. Yeah. And exciting. And there's a few things that we're probably going to tweak for next time. Yep. But yeah, there there were some great questions. There were the funny questions. I think were, you know, what do you do if uh, you know your mom's involved in the wedding ceremony too much planning and stuff like that yep and uh you know i'd always turn that over to my wife let her answer that one yeah <laughs> but yeah most couples uh you know they just wanted help you know with their ceremonies or the future yep. uh being a couple and so we just tried to impart our knowledge yeah. of 30 years of marriage and uh, on those couples and just try to help them and let them know hey there's somebody here in the yeah. future if you ever need anybody yeah. And so we've, we've had the opportunity several times, you know, to kind of visit yeah, and couples. I, yeah, and, and I didn't know all this stuff about yeah. you. I mean, this, this is all new information as you're telling me. So that, that gives me a lot of respect for you and what you do, because it sounds to me like you, you are there for them even after you've been paid. Right. Even after your responsibility, you're there for them. Uh, and I, I appreciate that about you and, and, uh, and what you do with that and, yeah. and, and what you do in just in general. And, I mean, so. some couples, it's strictly professional. 
Yeah. You know, do the wedding, get out. Yep. And I, and I and, have those. Yeah. That's Everybody fine. Everybody does, I think. So. Uh, but I, the most joyous weddings are those ones where uh, I get a text, yeah. you know, a week later with maybe a picture yeah. from them of the wedding night. And we keep in touch on social media. I think those are the things that that make you enjoy your job. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I went through a couple week period last year because last year I did. Uh, it was about 130 oh, weddings, wow. which is crazy because I have yeah. a full-time job, too. <laughs> but there was a couple-week period where it was just, for a couple of weeks, I think I had four or five weddings, and they were all just kind of strictly professional. Yeah. You know, it was no really involvement personally. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. And it was one of those periods where you kind of get down, you know, why am I doing this? Is oh, it sure. just for the money? Is it... Um, and then God, for me, kind of had a weird way of working. It's uh, one of the couples that we did pre-marriage counseling. I think their wedding was about the sixth one that I did towards the end of that two-week yeah. period. And we had a wonderful time at their wedding. I yeah. uh, got to meet with their parents and grandparents. And it just kind of revitalized why I do yeah. what I do. Um, it's not just that one day. It's a really, for us, it's a lifetime yeah. You know, for those couples. I know some couples, you know, they just want you there to do the wedding yeah. and then, then leave. But a lot of, I love the couples where you just kind of click with them immediately and uh, then they contact you later and yeah. they refer you out. And then when they have kids, they show you pictures. And <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's, I, I get that some. Uh, we try to stay friends with our clients as well. But I mean, obviously not all of them. It, yeah. But uh, I remember one time, I'll never forget, I, I, I thought that this bride probably just let what I said go in one ear and out the other. But they said they were going to Maui for their honeymoon. And I said, oh, you got to go to Fred's Mexican restaurant. the best. She goes, oh, okay, well, I'll look for her. The next, it was only a day or two later because they flew out that very next morning. I get a text from her and it's a picture of her and her new husband oh, wow. at Fred's Mexican restaurant. I'd be like, we went to the Mexican <laughs> restaurant you suggested. I was like, whoa, you actually listened? I thought it just went, you know, because when people say, oh, you've got to go here, you've got, you know, you, you, for the most part I, if somebody's saying that to me i'm like oh okay yeah i mean maybe um but they actually did it i was yeah. like that's really cool so um i think this younger generation that's growing up and uh, you know there's there's transition periods i think in in the wedding business yeah with the different generations that come up and oh, what yeah. they want and what they expect yeah and so this younger generation i've kind of noticed um they they want that more personal touch they yeah. they're they're interviewing me. <laughs> They're like, hey, can we meet with you before we decide? And I'm like, yeah. heck yeah. Yeah. You know, bring your parents, whatever <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, they're researching. They're reading reviews. They're watching videos. They're, they're doing whatever they need to do to make sure you are who you are. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's been kind of one of the things that I've seen, you know, lately is just that younger generation of really wanting that personal touch and yep. uh, building a relationship with you. And yep. you're not just there on the wedding day. You're there for the future. Yep, absolutely. So, well, Chris, I certainly appreciate you spending time yeah, with me. Yeah, you bet. And, uh, you kept fun. me entertained throughout this thing, especially that story of you singing. Uh, Man. We'll never do that again. <laughs> um, Not unless they pay a bunch of money, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, I know next time I do a best of uh, best of episode of a combination yeah. of all the episodes, I know what story's going into the Chris Gray uh, segment of it. So, um, well, uh, tell us where we can find you and where couples can find you. Uh, they can actually, you can Google my name, Chris Gray, wedding officiant. And Gray is spelled G R A Y. A Y, okay. Yeah, and it'll it'll pull up my website, and that's just www.chrisgray.com graywoodingofficient.com. Okay. And uh, my wife's the creator of that. And you can go on there, 
Uh, it'll have links to all my social media, okay. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those places, and then WeddingWire.com. Yeah. All of those places will have a ton of reviews. I think I just hit my 300, or I think I'm at 298 reviews, reviews on uh, WeddingWire. How do you get, do you do you, act, do you reach out to your companies yeah. to have them? I usually, you know, the pre-wedding meeting, I kind of have an info sheet. Yeah. And one of the things that I put on there is, hey, I'm going to reach out to you a couple of days after the wedding's over. I'm okay. just going to send you an email and ask for a review. Awesome. I'm I'm learning. I'm old yeah. school. You know, back back in my day, you heard about Joe Blow down at 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. But now I understand how couples are really re- looking yeah. at reviews and stuff. Yeah. And so I'll send just asking for one. They don't have to. Yeah. But it's been been really nice. And I think uh, that's really helped me. Yeah, quite a bit. That's yeah. That's I. I aggressively go after reviews. I yeah. on Wedding Wire. I think we have 135 officially now. Uh, so like, I aggressively go after them. Um, not not in the, like I never bug people, but I will always reach out first. Right. And then if they don't do it, I'll reach out a second time. Then sometimes I'll use a humorous thing to go into a third one. I'll, I'll one time I did not talked about this on a podcast one time. One time I posted a picture of Mr. Bean, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like a four part picture in one picture and one picture showed him looking at his watch. The other picture showed him sitting down, just waiting for something. The other picture showed just oh, no. laid back in the grass and then I, I typed in this this particular client was named uh, gosh I can't remember her name now um, but I I said still waiting on so and so to write her review and I just <laughs> sent it to her in a text and I mean she just she LOL'd it and then she wrote a review oh, shortly man. after that so uh, but sometimes I mean after the second time if I don't feel like I've connected with that client enough to do that I won't right. um, but with you having so many reviews I just wanted to see you know what you because that could be a value to other people listening is if you've got I thought I had a lot of review, reviews at 135 yeah. uh, on Wedding Wire but if you're getting close to 300 you well there's some people in there you got thousands i don't know how they got them but yeah i've uh, seen those yeah i've been pretty fortunate Uh, i would say 50 percent of the couples that i've sent throughout the years um have have uh sent me a review yeah and it just gets posted right there on wedding wire and I'm fortunate that they've all been great reviews. Some <laughs> yeah. of them are short. Some of them really go into length. Yeah. But it's been been kind of cool just to watch. Whenever I meet with couples, I'll ask. First thing, you know, I'll ask them, hey, have you looked any information up on me? Yeah. Because before you book me, please go look on inform- about yeah. information. Because I want you to feel comfortable with who yep. I am. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, those reviews are great. And yeah. I, I don't push it. Yeah. You know, I'll just mention it once and send them one and if they send me a review then that's fine yeah. it's been kind of weird because i sometimes i'll get a review six months after the wedding oh you I, know maybe it went into their deleted file or <laughs> junk file or something like that or maybe they just thought they'd wait you know for a while yeah. but just uh, about a month ago maybe a couple months ago at this point i got a review from 2016 wow and i had to like i was like what in the world's going on so <laughs> i had to relook i didn't even know who he was i had to relook at once i saw his name and started doing some research. I was like, oh, okay. Cause I, for at first I was like, did somebody just like, is this a fake review? I mean, I don't have any fake reviews on my website. Did, did one just kind of randomly right. come in? That's not, that doesn't belong here or something like just trying to figure it out. But I guess three, four years later, he was thinking about FCM entertainment. I was huh. like, oh yeah, I never did write them <laughs> review for my wedding three years ago. So, um, so that's interesting. Yeah. I got one from like three years ago, but, um, yeah. well, cool. Well, thank Again, thanks so much for spending some time with me. I've actually had 
had people tell me that I need to interview on this podcast. Oh. I told him I don't like Chris. So I'm no, not no. <laughs> no. I've always liked you, Travis. <laughs> um, hey, can so, I share one last thing? Sure, sure. Uh, if I would just say when you're talking about booking vendors, uh-huh. um, all vendors, let people know as soon as you decide. Oh, you know, yeah. if you're going to use them, let them know so they can get it on their calendar. Yep. Uh, I always tell couples, you know, at open houses and stuff like that, hey, as soon as you decide that you want to use me, send me an email. Just let me know, if, you know, what the date is, and I'll see if I have it open. And I'll get it on my calendar. Yeah. Uh, because I'm you, just like you. You probably receive requests every day. Yep. And so uh, if, you know, for me, it's just a... I don't have anybody else that's working with me, really. Yeah. Um, there's only a couple that I refer out, but, uh, you know, let me know as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, I that's, always that's a smart thing to do. Have Have you ever had to, have you had somebody reach out to you and then they were late responding and you already booked something yeah. up? And you probably deal with that quite a bit. Yeah. I, it's old school, first come, first serve. Yeah. And yep. so, um, I, like right now, I think I was telling you earlier, July 4th. Uh, I've had, I think there's two or three requests out there that I've yeah. replied back and haven't heard back. Just kind anything. of waiting. So whoever, whoever you are, <laughs> better send that email in yep. so I can get you on the, on the calendar. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris. You bet. And thanks for inviting me into your house. So, so I appreciate that. So um, for the listeners, always tune in next time. I always uh, have some wedding professionals on that you can learn a lot from. So tune in next time. Thank you.